now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Listening to the Melting Pat. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Today, let's call it the Express because it's Friday and I don't have time to do anything else. <laughs> Hope you're well. Intro by Jared Brown. Music by me, Tim Donnelly, and Dr. Matt Cooner. There we go. The intro, the uh, the ending thing. If you watch or listen on YouTube, is is me also. There we go. Now you got two little musical things at once. Maybe I don't know. I'm not even sure how long the bed is. I don't know. I've done this for so long. I just have no idea how how long it goes. All right. Anyway, today I feel like an auctioneer. Hey, sold. Here we go. Let's do it. We got a lot going on today. A lot of odds and ends, little things going uh, going up here and there. Nothing really connected. This might be a, like a quintessential episode of the show, except there are no sports. I don't think. Well, kind of. Nah, no, not really. All right. Anyway, um, we got some fan mail. I don't know what's going on upstairs. Hope everybody's okay. I think we're good. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, can't think. Got to talk. Uh, <laughs> so today we have uh, yeah, a lot going on. We'll talk Twitter alternatives. We got another one out there. Um, a woman retired at 90 years old. And that's not the wildest part of the story. It's not for me. That's not the worst part of the story. So we'll get to that. Uh, someone sent me this: the Icon of the Seas. It's a cruise ship, and I—I'll uh, tell you why I hate it. When we do that, we'll talk about Microsoft winning a case against the Federal Trade Commission. Ooh, Pat, do you know anything more than that? Not really. Not really. And uh, New York Times shutting down the sports. And oh, we got some mail, so we'll do that. Um, so that is the bulk of the. Sh- that's the show. That's the menu for you today hope you're well it's hot everything sucks things are on fire um there you go are we good is that everything i don't know anyway we got a thing we got a song today and uh it's a bit of an exclusive if you will if you will baby um that was a terrible dusty roads i'm sorry but i saw this on instagram good friend of the show paul mccoy 12 stones put up on instagram he's been doing some acoustic versions of their songs and I heard this one. I said, oh, wait a minute. That's from their latest EP when they released as the, the one they released as an independent band, meaning I can play it. And I said, hey, man, like I can get the audio. That's no problem. And I had to go a little uh, do it the old fashioned way, if you will. But I said, hey, can I play this? And he's like, yeah, dude, absolutely. So good friend of the show. We have, uh, yeah, good friend of the show, Paul McCoy. Yeah, he was on this show. He won a Grammy and he was on this show. Did I tell you, by the way, that the week, the day after, that episode dropped is when I found out Jill was pregnant with Arthur. Did I tell you that? I don't know. I think I put it on Facebook when the memory came up. But uh, yeah, just a wild week for me. Wild couple of days. Like interviewed this guy, uh, this dude I've listened to for two decades. And then, hey, you're going to be a dad. So kind of a wild time for me. So Paul, you're welcome back anytime, of course. I don't, weirdly, I don't have a link. Like this isn't available via MP3 anywhere to go download, but I will share the um, the Instagram video in the show notes. So go do that. 12 stones. It's still 12 stones.com, right? I think so. Anyway, all that'll be in the show notes. I have no time to look it up. Sorry. Sorry, Paul, my bad. Um, but let him know that you want more or something or don't let him know you want him to come back on the, here we go. Let, let Paul know 
that you want to come you want them to come back on the show and then we'll figure out how to do that all right they're at 12 stones one two s t o n e s on uh, on social media so go check them out over there you get it you get it so we have uh this is great an exclusive if i don't know maybe exclusive is the wrong word i'm not sure but acoustic version from just paul mccoy anywhere but here 12 stones it's the melting pat we're coming right back everything changes everything fades to black and i don't know why i can't seem to find my peace of mind this time take me there far from And there you have it. 12 Stones. Anywhere but here. Acoustic. It's the Melting Pat. The Next Level Network. We did it. We made it. Somehow. Fun fact. Not even wearing my headphones because that's how like rushed I am is I don't have time to listen to the song and do all the things. But at 12 Stones on social media is where you find them and links to other things will be if they're there, they'll be in the show notes. So there you go with that. All right. Let's get on with the show. I talked a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago about uh, alternatives to Twitter, because Elon Musk bought it and uh, sucking the life out of it, and it's kind of a bummer. And then this one called Blue Sky came out, and it was like, oh man, that's really cool. But 
they made it invite only. And I feel like, and I'm just, I'm not just saying this because I didn't get an invite, but I like, I feel like people wanted to leave Twitter in droves. Like they wanted to go somewhere else where they could have the same kind of experience with text-based and quick news updates and boom, boom, like things you could see quickly and, and follow trending topics and whatnot and, and organize things based on what you want to see, right? So people wanted that kind of experience somewhere else and they wanted to leave Twitter quickly. And I feel like Blue Sky, and again, I'm not on there. I didn't get an invite and I'm not upset about it. It's fine. I don't, I don't know that I have time to do another social thing, but I just feel like it was poor design to make it an invite only when people wanted somewhere else to go like now. And so I don't know, like if anybody's on Blue Sky, let me know if I'm, uh, if I'm really missing out, if it's good, bad, whatever. Uh, but the other day, Facebook or Instagram or Meta, whatever you call them now, came out with an app called Threads, which is basically, it's connected to your Instagram. And it's basically their version of Twitter. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want because I just want to go follow the people I want to follow. And yeah, there's the algorithm portion to it. Of course, that's not going to go away. That's what social media has become since uh, since Tom sold MySpace, unfortunately. Good for him. I'm saying I'm not blaming him, but you know that was the time, I think, for me anyway. And I, I feel like maybe because I was a teenager when it came out and that was like the first big social media thing and everyone's like, hey, I can see what my friends are doing. And now like you're lucky to see what your brother posts or whatever, like on your Facebook feed. You're lucky to see what your friends actually say on their feeds because it's all like, hey, you clicked on this once six months ago and now we're going to show you 17 more accounts that post like this. I'm like, okay, well, that's messy. So Threads so far is pretty good. Uh, there are some bots on there already, which is a bummer, but it's pretty good. It runs. It's. Uh, I wish we could sort by certain things. Like they, the thing, one thing that Twitter I think did right is hashtags. Because if you look up a hashtag for, I don't know, Phillies, you can see everybody posting about the Phillies. If they use that tag, you can see everybody posted about the Phillies or the X Games or whatever, right? Whatever. I don't know why it's both sports things, but whatever the thing was, you could look it up and go, okay, here are the people talking about this. And here are the people like the journalists talking about this, the people who know what's going on, the beat writers, whoever. Here are their tweets about this. And now I can go follow these people and these accounts to see more posts about this. And Threads, I don't think has that yet, but I think they should. I think having a way to group certain discussion topics together is in the way social media sites are now is the good way to go. So there you go. So I think uh, Threads is solid. I've used Hive Social. That's pretty good, which we've talked about. Um, I think I'm on Mastodon. I don't really know if anybody I know is on there. But anyway, uh, yeah, Threads is it's pretty good so far. I like it. Uh, it I mean, like I said, it runs. It runs, and Twitter at this point is kind of messy. So I hope all of my uh, – I'm at the melting pad over there. So hope all my musician friends join me on there so I can – ask you about things musically and play your stuff on the show. So I hope we can make that happen. And uh, I don't know. I feel like anytime Twitter is going to roll out a new feature, it's only going to be for people who pay $8 a month, which I'm not going to do because that's stupid. Would I like to have a little blue check? Not now because now it, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, uh, a big fancy person or it's, it doesn't mean that I am who I am. It just means I have eight bucks. And that's disappointing. Like the whole point of verification is so you could say, hey, here is, here's Pat, here's the Melty Pat, this is the guy, this is the one, this is the Melty Pat right here. Or like, here is 
whoever, here's this journalist, here's the president, here's whoever it is, and they are who they say they are because we have gone through and, and independently verified that this is this person. And now the blue check on Twitter means you have $8, and that's it. And now they get amplified, their nonsense, and the blue checks are the among the dumbest people I've ever seen on the internet, and I've been on the internet for a long time. So <laughs> I'm bummed out because, again, Twitter's my favorite one because just the way things are sorted and the way that uh, you can interact, and it's it's just I don't do video stuff a lot, so a text-based one is is what I want. So Threads is scratching that itch for now. So hopefully they keep improving and it works well. And no, it's just another Facebook thing. I know, but Facebook sucks ass, and so far Threads does not. So there we go with that. All right, so there, yeah, Twitter alternatives. Threads so far is in the lead, I think. Again, because I'm not on Blue Sky, because I think the invites, making it invite only at a time when people wanted a new place to go sooner rather than later, I think was a bad move. But maybe I'm just jealous I'm not on there. I don't know. Anyway, there we go. Send me an invite, I guess. Yeah, or don't. It doesn't matter. It's fine. All right. Um, What do we got? We got a story. I saw this the other day, and uh, I'm actually pretty, like, I'm, I feel weird about this. Because the story was a woman, 90 years old, retired after 74 years and no missed days. And I just, a couple things, a few things I should say. First of all, we need to stop celebrating this. We need to stop celebrating, number one, she worked till she was 90, 90 years old. That's, that's insane. Don't do that. And 74 years, I'm not saying 74 years on the job. I mean, I guess, actually, you know what? Yeah, 74 years on a job is bad. It's bad. You don't want to spend that much time. That's, uh, I, ah, I don't like it. I don't like that at all, actually. That's, that's a part I don't like either. <laughs> so, yeah, let's stop celebrating the fact that she didn't take any days off. Because you should, people need days off. You got to take days off. Stuff happens in life. Or maybe you just, you, you burn out. I'm surprised she made it to 90 with no days off. Like 74 years, no days off. I don't understand. Like, okay, maybe, oh, I'm sorry. No days off is incorrect because maybe she had a day or two off a week. No missed day. Like she didn't call out or she didn't like use vacation time if she had any. So I just, I, I just, the, the uh, people celebrating this driving me nuts. Don't work till you're 90. Take days off. In 74 years, she, well, she worked at a department store. She worked at Dillard's. So maybe she was not paid for time off. Because when I worked at a store, I worked at the three of them. Um, we weren't paid for time off. If you didn't work, you didn't get paid. And I would hope that if somebody worked for 74 years, at some point along the way, they were able to take time off. Like they were going to be paid for their time off. Or at the end of the line you're paid out for the time you didn't use. And so I hope that happened. I didn't look into this further because I'm just so flabbergasted that people are still like, yeah, way to go. Like, no, it's not a way to go moment. This is a what the hell were you doing moment. And yeah, she's, so she started working there at 16 in 1949. And sure, th at the time, it's like, oh, you go to work, you go to work, you go to work, right? That's what you do. And I like for me, man, you're going to be working for the rest of your life. So you don't have to start working at 16 or 15 or however old you can work with papers. 14, right? In most states, I think. Like, you're going to be working your entire adult life, most likely. And so starting as a teenager, that, that's the thing. Like, I, you don't need to do that. You don't have to start a job and stay there forever when you're from 16. You don't need to do that. But, I mean, what kind of... Here's my question. Somebody who works at Dillard's, let me know. What kind of job security do you... Like, what kind of... Uh, 
job security is the wrong word. Clearly, she had plenty of that. She worked there 74 years. But what kind of benefits do you get there? Like, would, do you think she was a full-time employee after, at some point, they just decided, hey, we're going to start? Or no, what they probably did. So companies don't, fun fact, companies don't want to pay your medical benefits and other things. They don't want to pay out all that stuff, vacation time, sick time, all that. They don't want to pay that. So they'll keep you on part-time, like just under the threshold for full-time employees. So just under 37 and a half hours a week. They'll keep you just under that. So they don't have to pay for your benefits and vacation and all that. So I I think that if they could have, they did keep her under that threshold. So she made like she worked just enough to get by. And I don't know this woman's family situation and whatever. So she made enough, I guess, to get by or to 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 keep to make it worth keep coming to work. Unless like her mindset was just, nope, I have a job, I can still work, I'm gonna keep working. And maybe that's maybe that was like I said, she started in 1949. So you know, things were different. Yeah, they were. They probably sucked a lot more. <laughs> but I just I'm just not sure how. Like, why are we celebrating this? Why are we celebrating that this woman worked until she was 90 years old and missed no days at work? Like she didn't call out once. She didn't, you know. Couldn't get off the toilet one day and couldn't go to work? No, she went in and she spent the day on the toilet at work. That's probably what happened. She didn't, uh, you know, have one too many the night before. Couldn't make it. Sorry, can't deal with your whatever they sell at Dillard's. Can't deal with sorting that today. No, she kept coming in. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's insane. 1949, she started working there. 1949. That's crazy. 74 years. People. Some people don't even live that long. And she worked at one place for 74 years. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Um, Good for her for finally realizing she didn't have to work anymore. I don't know what the situation was that maybe they forced her out. I don't know. But, man, stop celebrating people working till they're 90. And stop saying, oh, they have have a side hustle and this and that. Just a little side note on side hustles. Your main job, your job, if you work full time or whatever, whatever you are, your job should pay you enough where you don't have to have a second one. There we go. Let's put that out there. Just because everybody's like, oh, you got to be on the grind, man. No, I have a job. I'm not getting another one. That's stupid. My job should pay me enough where I don't need to have a second job because your responsibilities to your first job are important and shouldn't be diminished because you're tired from working a second job. That's stupid. All right. Anyway, that said, employers, pay your people more money. All of you, every goddamn one of you, mine included. Christ. All right. Yeah, she worked until she was nine. That's insane. Don't work till you're 90. You shouldn't have to do that. And take time off. Take time off. But unless, I mean, I guess, man, if you're not paid for time off, you should fight for that too. Everybody should get paid for time. Like you should earn it. Even as a part-time employee, you should earn time off. You really should. Because we all need it. Things happen. Car breaks down. Bus doesn't run. You had to go to the bathroom again and again and again, right? It happens. We're human. Things happen. So we need to be able to get paid for that. So yeah, maybe you'll earn it at a slower rate than a full-time employee. But you sh- as a part-time employee, you should still earn paid time off. Sick time, vacation time, whatever. So who could I talk to? Congress? The president? I don't know. Maybe I got to go through Congress. We'll figure this out. We'll call someone. I don't want to go to the Supreme Court because they're a mess right now. But let's talk about. Let's talk to Congress and see if we can get a, a federal you know, mandated paid time off for part-time for every employee in your in your business should be able to earn at some percentage 
paid time off because that's insane. Don't do that. Don't not take time off. And people, I don't know, don't work till you're 90 and don't not miss days because you have other, like your life's more important than your job. There you go. All right. Stop celebrating this, people. Just stop. All right. Anyway, let's move on to something else that's dumb. Somebody sent me this. Uh, so last week or two weeks ago, I don't know, time means nothing. I talked about that Chinese, the regent, the regency, whatever it was called, the Chinese apartment complex that was basically like a small city in one building with all the shops and whatnot. Seems awesome. Still stand by that. I don't love apartment living. I saw pictures of the inside and they look, uh, they, well, they look like apartments, I guess. They're, you know, making use of the space, I suppose. But if I liked apartment living, I'd probably still go for it. I'd, I'd at least consider it because having all that stuff right there is great. But somebody sent me this, uh, the Icon of the Seas. It's a new cruise ship that's set to embark on its first voyage in 2024. And uh, somebody said, hey, Pat, you should check this out because I think you might like it because you enjoyed the Chinese apartment complex. No, I would not like this. Thank you for sending me this. But no, I would not. I would not like this at all because, uh, well, first of all, let me tell you about the, the ship here. 7,600 passenger capacity. It's a lot of people. 20 decks, bars, game rooms, all those things. Um, I think the crew, the maximum crew yeah, thing was like 2,500. So does that mean, so is that added to the passenger or like is the total 7,600 and like 2,000 of that is crew? So it's $5,000, 5,000 passengers. I don't know. Anyway, uh, number one, I hate boating, being on boats, being in the H2O. Not for me, not a fan. Uh, and at that point, why don't you just stay in a luxury hotel? Right? Because, oh, they got a game room and they got buffets and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. That's great. You know what else has that stuff? Hotels. You know what else has accommodations and room service and, you know, turn down service and things like that? Hotels. And you don't have to go floating. And if something happens, you're not stuck in the middle of the ocean. Hotels, people. And, oh, do you see Airbnb is pretty much, uh, they're like collapsing, I guess. Somebody sent me that the other day, too. Because I guess I talked about Airbnb on the show at some point where I considered it, and then I looked at all the things. I'm like, I'm not paying a cleaning fee when I can go to a hotel, and they can do that for me. I'm not doing that. Um, somebody said, it's like that apartment, but on a boat, so you might like it. No, I would not. Again, thank you for sending it my way, because I think it's important that we talk about how stupid this is. <laughs> but yes, it's like that apartment complex, but on a boat, and that's worse. That is worse. That's awful. Like, what, can I get a haircut? On this cruise, can I go to the pharmacy on the cruise? Can I go shopping? Is that a thing? They got a, a, a floating, you know, sporting, I was going to say floating models, but they went bankrupt. A floating sports authority or whatever. I think they're closed too. Um, what I really was going to say was they have a floating dicks, but that can mean something else. So <laughs> you got a floating food court, you got a Sabaro in there, then we'll talk. I'm still not doing that, but I hate boating, but yeah, the icon. Of, hey, if you're uh, if you're gonna go, it, I think it embarks February 2024, something like that. So let me know if you go on the icon of the seas, take some pictures and some video, I guess, and send it over. Let me know. Maybe I will enjoy the amenities, but I'm still not gonna go. Um, yeah, it's like that apartment put on a boat. It's worse. It's worse than that. Don't be ridiculous. I hate boating, but if you go, have fun. All right. There we <laughs> I told you we got to move quickly today. We got to move quickly. We're going to be fine. We're going to be great. So I saw this. This popped up on my like news you might like on someone, one of these things that's on my phone. Um, Microsoft 
won a case against the Federal Trade Commission to buy Activision Blizzard. All right, so overall, I don't know that this is good or bad. I'm not really sure because I don't have enough knowledge, but there's a reason I brought it up. But I don't have enough knowledge on Microsoft or Activision or Blizzard or the FTC to really figure out if this is good or bad in the long run. But games that were Xbox exclusive, Call of Duty being the big one, I suppose, used to be Halo. Now it's then it was Call of Duty, but now Call of Duty is on other things, and now they can stay on there on PlayStation and Switch for, I don't know, 10 years, I think it was. So that's good, because I think we're out of, I think we're beyond console exclusive games at this point, which is why I brought this up. Uh, but one company owning more companies is bad. That's not what you want. That's bad. Um, I don't love it. I don't love that part. I also don't love when game developer companies fold into other companies, like get acquired by other companies, because then projects they were working on just get scrapped. Because when uh, Vicarious Visions, the team that did Tony Hawk 1 and 2, the remaster, they got folded into Blizzard. And then the planned Tony Hawk 3 and 4 remake got scrapped. Because now all those people are working on, I don't know, Diablo or whatever the hell they work on. I have no idea. I don't know what Diablo is. Um, But I think they're working on something else. And so now the plan that they were going to do with Tony Hawk 3 and 4 is now off the table. Although Tony Hawk himself has said he's dropping it around trying to make it happen. So we shall see with that. I hope so, because I've never played those, really, and I would like to play them on a modern thing. I'd like to do that. That'd be great. But another reason I bring this up, actually, I think the main reason I bring this up, I don't think we need exclusives for consoles anymore. I really don't. Like when they first started, like when, uh, you know, let's just say, I don't know, PS2 and Xbox back in the day, or PS3 and Xbox 360. Like at that point, it was like, okay, PlayStation has the show, just for an example, and uh, Xbox has Halo. So if you wanted to play Halo, you bought an Xbox. If you wanted to play the show, you bought a PlayStation. And so then, you know, then you kind of figured out which one you liked better. And maybe at some point you switch teams to figure out, oh, maybe I like this controller better. Maybe I like this interface better. Maybe I like whatever. Maybe I like the online better. Whatever the case might be, right? So you figure that out 20 years ago. And no, Pat, people younger than you are getting into game. Yeah, I know that. I know. But I think at this point, you know what you're going to play. And I feel like it's better for the game company. Like if I have, if I'm a PlayStation guy, which I would be, if I owned a, a current gen console, it'd be a PlayStation. Because that's what I got used to. Uh, I, I like the controller for PlayStation better than I like it for Xbox. And it's just what I got used to. Right? So someone else, like my brother Bill, played Xbox a lot. He had Xbox. So he might go, oh, I'm going to get Xbox. I'm going to get whatever game on Xbox. Okay, that's what you want to do. You have figured out that you, for whatever reason, or you or anybody, have figured out for whatever reason you prefer Xbox or PlayStation or vice versa, right? So at this point, like you're not swaying those people. You're not going to make somebody who's been playing Xbox for 20 years suddenly switch to PlayStation. Or you're not going to make a PlayStation guy, like my buddy Doug, loves PlayStation. You're not going to make him, after two decades, switch to Xbox. It's just not going to happen. Because they already know what they're comfortable with, and they like, well, for whatever reasons there are, and there could be many, they are dedicated, I guess, maybe that's a weird word, but they are, uh, they're in with that console. So that's the one they want to use. And that's great. That's fine. So I think really at this point, what game developers should do is, one, make the game for every platform, which I think, which they've started. 
right? PS, whatever, Xbox, Switch, PC. Although we need more things on PC, people, because I don't have time to play console. <laughs> For me specifically, we need things on PC. And we got to make things cross-platform. I know that has nothing to do with Activision and Blizzard and whatnot, but it, we, it's an offshoot. We're fine. I just think that we, as a society, which we live in, unfortunately, we need to be able to play with our friends. And we all shouldn't have to buy the same, at this point, have to buy the same $500 console to do that. Because your people already have their consoles. We just want the game to play with our friends. So the fact that in 2023, all games are not cross... One, number one, all games are not on all platforms is nonsense. And number two, that they're not cross-platform. Like that I can't play WWE 2K23 with because I have it on PC or whatever. But I can't play that. Or say if I got AEW Fight Forever, that I can't play that with my friend who has it on PlayStation or Switch or whatever. Like, that's ridiculous. At this point, we should be able to play with our friends no matter what console we have as long as we all have the game. Pat, they're going to lose money. They get the money from the subscriptions and all that. How many? How much money do they honestly make selling consoles? Honestly. Like, do they? is that really where they make the bulk of their money? Or is it these online services and microtransactions in the actual games? Right? Think about that. Think about that one before you criticize me for coming at you with no real information. You think about that. But I think it's ridiculous. All games should be on all platforms all the time, and we should be able to play with our friends across all those platforms. At this point, it's ridiculous. The console wars are dead. Who cares? Because we don't need exclusives. Everybody should be able to play whatever they want on whatever they have because they're going to make the money from the game and the online stuff. It's going to be fine. All right. Didn't think I'd get that fired up about that, but... There we are. I also didn't think I'd, I'd really be able to offshoot Microsoft winning a case against the FTC, gloss over that part, and pivot to my own thing. But we did it. That's what we do on this show. All right. A couple more things for you today. Um, I saw this yesterday that the New York Times is shutting down their sports department. And I think this is stupid. It's stupid. Ah, but I do know. So the New York Times, New York Times is like maybe a year ago. Maybe not even. I don't know. Again, time means nothing. Um, the Athletic was bought by the New York Times. And so I guess at that point, the New York Times having a sports section in their eyes was redundant. But you have to imagine that all the people who read the sports stuff or subscribed to the New York Times for their sports, you have to imagine that once the Athletic was bought by them, they didn't all migrate over. I was already on the Athletic, so I didn't have to make any moves. But I mean, I would think a certain percentage of people said, oh, hey, now I can subscribe to The Athletic because I might see some New York Times people on there, even though I already read The New York Times for all the sports people. So I don't know. I feel like the number can't be that high, right? But I guess enough, maybe, to, or maybe it's completely separate to justify shutting down the department entirely, which I, I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, I guess the New York Times people will either be reassigned at the paper and or move to The Athletic and do their sports stuff over there, which I guess uh, maybe I'll be seeing some more NYT people over there, which is fine. That's great. Most of the people The Athletic has hired since I've subscribed have been great. They teach me a lot of stuff about things I didn't know and didn't care to know. Didn't even think I should know. But I've, uh, I've learned a lot about basketball reading The Athletic. So there you go. That's good, right? But still, shutting down a whole ass department, that's weak, man. That is weak. So you're, you're basically telling a large chunk of your subscriber base, your audience, that we don't care what you like. Like what you care about, what you like to read from us, 
it doesn't matter. We're shutting it down. We don't care. Go to this other thing, pay more money. So say if you, I guess you subscribe to the New York Times, right? For whatever reason, crosswords, Wordle, I don't know how the Wordle works, but whatever it is, right? You subscribe to the New York, subscribe is a tough word to say, apparently. Um, for me, when you're stupid, uh, <laughs> when you can't speak well, he speaks so well. Um, it's a joke for two people. No, maybe not. But anyway, so they're saying, hey, screw that. Go sign up. You already subbed to us. Now go subscribe to The Athletic for sports. Like, which I get it. Like, it's an arm of the New York Times now. But still, like, shutting down a whole department, that seems weak. I don't know. I guess from a, from their side, I kind of get it because they have sports now. Like, they bought the sports thing. So now they don't need sports of their own. But I'm just thinking about all the people who every week or every day would get up and, and load the paper. I'm sure they don't read a physical paper at this point, but load it up on their phone and be like, hey, this person who writes about baseball or football or whatever, or this person who's going to write about the X Games. Like, I want to read about this person. Nobody's writing about the X Games in the New York Times. Let's get real. Um, it's this weekend, though, I think. It starts. I'm going to check it out. I can't wait. But I just think it's a, it's disappointing for the company to say, Hey, you know this thing that you care about and you've been reading for a long time? Well, you can't do that anymore because we don't care and uh, screw you. So it's disappointing. Corporations doing things that are disappointing. Not a fan, but I guess this might mean I'll see New York Times people on The Athletic. That'd be nice, I guess. I don't know if they're good. Are they any good? Anybody sub to The Times and can let me know who I should look out for? That'd be great for the sports. All right? No? Okay. Anyway. One more thing, and then we're going to go. See, I told you we breeze through. We got things to do. Like I said, I got to record and edit all in the same day. So we got to breeze through this episode. We'll call this the Express something or other. I think it's something funny. Um, we got some fan mail yesterday, and I figured, hey, I'll do this. Maybe I already answered this. I'm not sure. But uh, hey, Pat, just curious. Do you have any tattoos? If you don't, if you do, what are they? And if you don't, would you consider it? I do not have tattoos. I've thought about it. There, there's no shortage of tattoo ideas that I have in my head, like a Pokemon tattoo or getting my logo tattooed and or the WDSR logo tattooed on me. It was a big neon sign. And I always thought that would be cool to have tattooed on me um, or, you know, something meaningful that I haven't written down here. I didn't think of when I heard the question, but I always thought that'd be cool. Like having a couple things like, oh, this would be a cool tattoo. It's be a neat tattoo. But then I really thought about it. My wife has, I don't know, seven or eight or 12 tattoos. Um, but I really thought about it and I'm not sure I could sit still to get a tattoo. So it's not the, the pain thing isn't really, I mean, it's part of it. Sure. But I'm not sure I could, I honestly don't think I could sit still for two hours or three hours to get a tattoo. I really don't. I just like, you know, you're doing the thing, right? I'm not sure I could sit still. Like, that's just me. Like I'm really twitchy anyway. And I feel like getting something put on me, uh, would make that worse. And so I feel like that wouldn't be for me. Again, there are no shortage of ideas for tattoos I would get on my body. But realistically, I'm not sure I could sit still for two, three, four hours. And I know you could break up the session, but then you got to go back and try to sit still again. Say if you do like hour-long sessions, if they do that, to get one tattoo. Then you gotta, I got to train myself to like sit still for an hour so the tattoo doesn't get screwed up, right? So I don't know. Not for me. Um I don't think I could do it because I'm pretty sure they can't knock you out and put tattoos on you anymore. They used to be able to do that, right? Maybe they didn't. Maybe that's just a thing I saw on TV. Oh, he got drunk and passed out. We got him a tattoo. But they don't do that because that's wrong. They don't want to do that. And uh, that's I mean, with good reason. With good reason. 
they're not going to do that. That makes sense. But that would be the way I would get it. I'd be able to get a tattoo because I can't, I wouldn't be able to sit still otherwise. So, so no, don't have any, not considering getting any because uh, it's a me thing. Not, a, not nothing against that. It's fine. Do what you got to do, but not for me. Tell you what, somebody else get the logo. Get my logo on you. I'll send you the picture. You can get the old one. It's less work. You don't have to get my face on you. Just get the melting pad on you. That'd be great. Okay? Thanks. Let me know. If you want to do that, if you want to get my old logo, the, the old concept logo from 2015, if you want to get that tattooed on you, let me know. And uh, I'll send it over. All right? Great. Get it stenciled, sketched, however you do that. And uh, let me know. Take a picture of it. Tag me. And show me your melting pad tattoos. All right? Great. All right, we're good. That's our show. We made it. We made it to the end of the show without much trouble. We got to go. I got stuff to do. And again, I got to edit this all in one day. So we're going to have some fun. Okay, that's all. More from 12 Stones at 12 Stones on social media. My thanks to good friend of the show, Paul McCoy. Paul, you're welcome back anytime. I don't know if you're going to listen, but you're welcome back anytime on the show. It'll be great. It'll be great. So yeah, the Instagram performance, the the reel, the video will be in the show notes and I'll, all the stuff that I can share with you about them will be there as well. TheMeltingPat.com is where you find everything about me that you need to know for this show. All right, go do it. Go contact me with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course, corrections. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the Patreon. Do the things over there. All right, we are good. We're good to go. Thanks for hanging out. Go have fun. All right, G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. That is all for today. Thank you very much. Till next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That's all. We made it. We did it. Thanks. Talk to you next time. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Cause I get a cold beverage, I need some leverage A sweaty ass as a lemon, it will be nice Of a spice from the top to a VK Got a vodka, a drink, but cross Got the bait on the front porch, yeah, I got some ice tea If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work Glass some ice and a dash of a mint, it's martini time Yeah, yeah, feeling golden, bring your own beverage It's nice or it's cold, I like cold beverage, yeah From the fat and real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, yo, on to the cherry pounding Got a chill bar, on to send my ride While I'm to the right, they got beverage inside of me A high coffee, then fill it up with ice What a man, it's like a drink Please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, it's sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. And you look at the
bite, but the brew tastes a nice back to the ball. So every decoration I collide, need a whole lot of them full drinks. They got me a buzz, I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kind of thirsty, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.